Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. With his faithful Indian companion, Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come Silver. Let's go, big fellow. I'll Silver. Agatha Peasley was a grief-stricken figure. She had lingered in the little cemetery long after the rest of the town's people had left following the burial of her husband and son. Then the middle-aged woman dried her tears and walked to the buckboard where old Clem waited. Well, Clem, I guess that's that. Hey, let me give you a hand, Mrs. Peasley. You all right, ma'am? Yeah. Yeah, I reckon so. I'll get aboard then. It'll seem powerful strange around the place without young Bob and his paw. You needn't tell me. Get up there. Them ornery heathen redskins. It riles me no end to think of them being the cause of everything. Well, I don't know about that, Clem. You don't know? 
But, Mrs. Peasley, it was you that put the blame on the Indians. I know. It was you yourself said that if those critters had been left to starve and freeze to death, young Bob and the boss would be alive today. Well, I've been thinking it over a lot since then, Clem. I don't want to bear no grudge against anyone. Not even heathen redskins. Oh, gone. This is sure a change. Get up. Get up there. When I think how you talked about the Bald Valley Indians... Yeah, I know. I declare, if you'd been able to do it, you'd have killed off every one of the redskins in that valley. I reckon I was more bitter yesterday than I am now. Well, all I can say is that I've been working for you and the boss for ten years. And it's the first time I ever saw you change your mind about anyone. Clem, as you say, you've been working for us for a good many years. But now, I... Well, i got to start a new life. Yes, I... I can savvy that. Going to keep the ranch? No. I want to get rid of everything that will remind me of a boy and of my husband. Yeah. Including me, I reckon. I've thought about you, Clem. And I'm going to see that you won't regret having been so loyal to us all these years. Yes, ma'am? I'll tell you all about my plans. was the following day. Old Clem was busy in front of the Peasley Ranch House, nailing tops on wooden boxes, when two horsemen approached and halted. Clem looked up casually at first, and then his eyes widened in surprise when he saw that one of the men was an Indian and the other wore a mask. Great day! Afternoon. Mask uh, and a redskin. Now you see here, mister. <laughs> you hold that hammer as if it were a tomahawk. And I'll use it like one, lest you clear out fast. We've got no time. Do you object if we fill our canteens at that spring? If this is a robbery. No. All we want is water. Oh. And we're willing to pay for it. Well, I reckon it'll be all right. Canteens, Toto. Uh-uh. Thanks. Uh-uh. All I gotta say is it's a blame good thing you come here now instead of a couple of days ago. Mrs. Peasley was ready to shoot all redskins on sight. Why did she dislike Indians? I'll tell you why. It's because she lost her husband and her son. On account of the Indians? Well, that's how she figured at first. But I guess Doc Martin must have changed her ideas. I seen him talking to her at the burial. What did you say her name was? Peasley. Was her husband Joshua Peasley? Yeah. You know him? I have heard of him. Didn't he do a lot to help the Indians in Ball Valley? You're doggone right he did. And he's dead? Yeah. Uh, but I got orders not to talk much about it. Orders? From whom? Miss Peasley. I'd like to talk to her. Well, you can't. She's gone. Is uh, she dead, too? No, no. She left first thing this morning for Madison City. She figures to open a restaurant or get a job teaching or something. She's left this ranch to me on one condition. That I take this stuff I'm packing to the Indians in Bald Valley. What are you packing? Uh, clothes. All the stuff her son and husband owned. She don't want nothing that'll bring back memories. She... <clears throat> but I got no more to say. What caused the deaths of her husband and son? Uh, got no more to say. I already told more than Agatha Peasley wanted me to tell. Uh. Canteen's filthy, Miss Abby. There, you got the water you wanted. Now, shove on. I got to finish nailing these cases and get them to Ball Valley by tomorrow morning. You're going to drive all night? Yep. 
You say the Bald Valley Indians are responsible for the death of Peasley and his son? How could they be responsible if Mrs. Peasley is sending them cases full of stuff? They just died, that's all. Got sick and died. Now clear out. Go on, clear out, I tell you. Get going, leave me be. You already got me to tell more than I should have? All right. Come on, Toto. Toto, you go into the camp in Box Canyon. I'll meet you there. Mm. What you do? I want to know more about this. I'm going to call on Dr. Martin. Dad, Rattan, I told you to get going. Why are you staying around here? Adios, any big fellow. Tonto rode in one direction, and the masked man headed for the nearby town. He watched for a time to make sure Dr. Martin was alone, then advanced and rapped on the door. Come right. Oh, mask. Dr. Martin, I want to speak to you. Could I have... will uh, step inside. Well, what is it? Gunshot wound? No, there's nothing the matter with me. Sheriff Gilmore is particularly hard on outlaws of any description. I'm not an outlaw, Doctor. Well, you wear a mask, and that's enough for Gilmore. My advice to you, for the sake of your health, is to get out of here before you're caught. I know the sheriff's reputation. Well, why are you here? Because I'm interested in Joshua Peasley. He's dead. Yes, I know it. What killed him? Why do you ask? Doctor, I know that Peasley was interested in the Indians at Ball Valley. Yes, he was. And few men did more for the Indians in any part of the West than Peasley. Uh, Joshua was a great humanitarian. A philanthropist, if ever there was one. I uh, just came from his ranch. I talked to an old man. Clem, old Clem. He's been the hired man for a good many years. He acted very strange when I tried to find out what caused the death of Peasley and his son. Oh, he did, hmm? He told me that Mrs. Peasley had first blamed the Indians in Ball Valley. Did uh, they have anything to do with the death? No, no, they had nothing to do with it. I tried to convince Agatha that. I don't know whether or not I succeeded. I uh, guess you succeeded all right. Why do you say that? Before she left the ranch, she told Clem... What's that? You say Agatha has left the ranch? Yes, why? Well, where did she go? What's the matter? I must know. I must know at once where she went. Tell me. I ask you a question, Dr. Martin. What killed Peasley and his son? Smallpox. Smallpox? Agatha thought Joshua had caught it from the Indians. I tried to tell her this was unlikely. The Indians at Bald Valley had such a disease in their village it would probably wipe out most of the tribe. I also told that woman she had to take every precaution to prevent the spread of the disease. I told her to remain on the ranch, stay away from other people, till the danger of contagion was passed. Now you say she's gone away. Not only that, Dr. Martin, she left some orders with Clem. Do you know what he used to do? What? When I saw him, he was packing clothing, blankets, everything that had belonged to the Peasleys. But I gave orders to burn everything that Joshua and his boy used. Clem was packing them to take to the Ball Valley Indians. What? He's on his way right now. He expects to be in Ball Valley by tomorrow morning. And I was wrong. I didn't convince Agatha that the Indians were not to blame. She's done this deliberately. She's still bitter, still determined to make the Indians pay. Why, if those clothes take smallpox germs into Bald Valley, those Indians will be wiped out. 
That disease spreads like wildfire among Indians. Old Clem must be stopped. I'll try to stop him. Yes, you must. You've got to overtake him and burn the clothing that's been exposed to the pestilence. Do you know where Agatha went? Yes, to Madison City. Uh, she must be brought back and kept away from people for a time. I'll go after her. Uh, do you have a good horse? One of the best, and I'll start immediately. Oh, uh, and as for you... Yes? If you have any interest in humanity, stop that old man and burn the cases of contaminated clothing. That night, old Clem guided the horses over a starlit trail toward Bald Valley. The pace, though not fast, was steady. Clem calculated he'd reach the Indian village at daybreak and anticipated a rousing welcome when the red men found clothing and warm blankets, things so badly needed for the winter that lay ahead. The old man heard a cry and turned to see a horseman riding hard to overtake him. Doggone, if this is a hold-up, I'm going to fight. Get up there! Get along! Get up there! Clem! Get up there! Right, fun, I will. Get up there! Get back! Leave me alone, I'll open fire! I'll show you! Put that gun down! Oh, that again, it'll have to disarm you! Get up! Get along! Disarm me, will you? I've dealt with highwaymen before! Take this! You ask for Oh! I'm coming aboard! The Lone Ranger, riding hard alongside the bouncing buckboard, leaned far out of the saddle, then leaped across the intervening space. I'll take those reins. Oh, no, go away. I got nothing to steal it. Whoa, whoa, steady. Pull up their back. Hold up. Why, why, it's you. You're the same one. You're the one I gave drinking water to. And you repay me by shooting and robbing me. I'm sorry, Clem. I didn't want to hurt you. But if you'd kept firing at me, you might have found the mark. I got nothing worth stealing. Just a lot of old clothes and blankets. Yes, I know what you have. We're unloading it right here. Well, what good's that stuff to you? No good. I'm going to burn it. Burn it? No, no, don't do that. The redskins need it. They need uh, it. There's one case. Now, look here. Sit still. I'll dress your arm as soon as these other cases are unloaded. You can go back where you came from. You're just doing this to hurt the Indians. You're an Indian hater. That's what you are. Miss Agatha wanted the redskins to have that stuff. You can ask Dr. Martin about it when you get back to town. Dr. Martin, my eye. When I get back to town, I'm going for the sheriff right fast. I'll make sure you don't stop any other wagons. You wait, mister. We got mighty fast law around here. Sheriff Gilmore will get you, and when he does, you'll hang. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
continue our story. It was nearly midnight when Clem awakened the lawman whom outlaws feared above all others, Sheriff Gilmore. Did I hear you right, Clem? Did you say you've been robbed? Yes, sir. Hey, Sunder, I thought we'd made this county too hot for robbers. Where did it happen? Between here and Ball Valley. When? Just a little while ago. I come right here direct. What's more, the highwayman plugged me in the arm. What was stolen? Some cases of things that I was taking to the Redskins in the valley. How many was in on it? Just a masked man. An Indian hater. You uh, know him? I'd know his voice if I heard it. His horse, too. He just stopped me and burned up all the cases full of stuff. Just so the Indians couldn't have it. We'll get him. I'll get my deputies lined up right away. I'll swear in special deputies. You'll come along? Well, maybe I'd better go see Doc Martin about this wound. Doc's left town. I'll look at your arm myself. Where'd Doc go? I don't know. That's not my business. My business is catching crooks. And I'm going to work right now. By the time the lawman set out from town, the Lone Ranger had joined Tonto in a cave at the end of Box Canyon. It was a large cave, large enough to hold the horses as well as the men. In the darkness, the masked man told his friend about the narrow escape the Indians at Bald Valley had had. I hated to shoot old Clem in the arm, but it had to be done. Oh, you hurt him bad? Oh, no. Just brushed him. I dressed his arm before he started back toward town. Ah. Uh, cases of clothes all burned up now, huh? Yes, Toto. Mm, that's plenty good. What's the matter silver? I don't know. Look out of mouth of cave. Maybe you can see something. I'll take a look. Are there, silver? Toto, come here. Look out there. Uh, what matter? What you see? Over at the mouth of the canyon. Oh, man. Yes, a dozen of them. Then come this way. And follow trail. My trail. And one of them is old Clem. Ah. He's done what he threatened to. He's brought the sheriff. Sheriff Gilmore? Yes. Well, maybe we better run. Well, there's no escape, Tonto. We can't get out of this canyon. This bad place to make camp. When we planned to camp here. I didn't know we'd have the law after us. Now, listen to me, Tonto. We're going to need Dr. Martin to explain things. Well, you say him go to Madison City. Quickly, Tonto. Give me the stain. I'm going to be captured, and there's no way to get around that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now hold the mask. Uh-huh. Hold it. They'll unmask me as soon as they capture me. To be ready for that. Now listen, Toto. Take Scout as far back in the cave as possible. Keep him there and keep him quiet. I'll go with those men without resistance. Mm. Me savvy. When we're out of this blind canyon, you get to Madison City as fast as Scout can carry you. Get back to town with Dr. Martin. Those fellas get here in a minute. I'll be ready for them. Uh, you finished with disguise? Yes, let me have the mask. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Now, I'll go out to meet them. Take Scout back. Uh-huh. Here, Scout. Come, fella. You come. Hey, you know, so come on, sir. told you, but I... You hear I'm... that, Sheriff? You hear that? He called me by name. That proves he's the one that stopped me. Take his guns, boy. Uh, Just uh, a minute, Sheriff. Take his guns and shoot if he resists. Uh, You're the one that stopped me. You're the one, all right. You can't deny it. We followed your tracks all the way from where you burned the stuff. 
Followed him by moonlight. I'm not denying anything. And you admit robbing Clem. I stopped him and destroyed the things he was carrying. There, hear that, Sheriff? That's enough. We don't waste much time with that, Lewis. I know you don't. I've heard about Sheriff Gilmore and the brand of quick justice that prevails in his community. You heard about it, eh? Well, you'll see a sample of it. The judge will hold court tonight and will hang you down. Take his mask off, Joe. Right, Sheriff. We'll see if his face is the one we got on a handbill. It's not. I don't recognize him. Neither do I. It don't matter. We'll hang him on the charges Clem has made. Let me tell you why I burned those cases of clothing. Anyway, you wanted the Redskins to freeze to death this coming winter. He's an Indian hater. I'm not. You're one of those critters that thinks everything would be fine and dandy if every Redskin in this part of the country was wiped out. You're wrong. I destroyed that clothing so the Indians would not be wiped out. You know what killed Peasley and his son? He died of fever. That's right. Why, son, this is the first time I ever heard a highwayman try to say he burned up goods to save a pack of Indians. But I haven't told... To him, stranger. Take him to town, boys. Come on, you. Oh, get going. Stand trial, all right. The Lone Ranger had little choice. He didn't want to make a sudden break and shoot his way to freedom, so he made no resistance as he was taken into custody and started on the back trail toward town. When the posse and the prisoner had left the box canyon, Tonto came from the cave, leading his paint horse scuff. He paused, listened attentively, then leaped to the saddle and set out for Madison City. Get him up, scout! Judge Robbins held court in his home. Though it was informal, the decision rendered would be final and in strict conformance with the laws of the time. So you admit stopping Clem's buckboard at the point of a gun? Yes, Judge, I did. Not only that, he shot me. Not seriously, I hope, Clem. Well, you shot me. That's what counts. Shut up, Clem. I'll handle this. You admit taking cases of goods from the wagon and setting fire to them? Yes, sir. That settles it. We've got only one way of dealing with crooks. You're doggone right. Now, just a minute. No use trying to tell you anything until I can back my story with proof. When the doctor returns, you'll You're out, Clem. That's all that counts. For that, I sentence you to hang from the neck until dead. But, Judge, you... That settles it. You're to hang at sunrise. I came here willingly because I thought I could count on a fair and an impartial hearing. You come here because we brought you. You had no choice. If you postpone the sentence until Dr. Martin returns, you... I'm running this court, not Dr. Martin. Take over, Sheriff, and see that the sentence is carried out. Oh, no, you don't. I don't intend to hang. Take him out of my house. Be careful. You're smashing things. I'll fix him. Oh. Yeah, that got him, Good Sheriff. Good work, Sheriff. See if my gun cut his head. No, you didn't cut it open, Sheriff. Well, i take him to jail. And pass the word that there's to be a hanging at sunrise. Ranger recovered consciousness in jail and spent the remainder of the night listening for the return of Tonto with word of Dr. Martin. When the first faint light of dawn broke through the single small window of the cell, the sheriff and a deputy unlocked the door. All right, mister. We're ready for him. Sheriff Gilmore, 
Last night when I was on trial, the judge asked me my name. You were pretty flip then. You didn't want to talk. The name wouldn't have meant anything. Perhaps I can identify myself in another way. Have you looked at the gun belt you took from me? What about it? You'll find it filled with bullets of solid silver. Very fancy. No honest man can afford to shoot bullets of silver. He can if he uses them as sparingly as I do. Doesn't a silver bullet mean anything to you? Uh, Listen, mister. All it means to me is a wound on Clem's arm. Now come along. The hangman's waiting. Where are you coming, or do we have to drag you? Have you ever heard of smallpox? Sure. What about it? Then listen to me for just a minute. Peasley and his son died of smallpox. Their clothing was contaminated. I burned it because Dr. Martin asked me to, so the Indians so wouldn't So you have... spent all night thinking up that story? It's true. The doctor will confirm it. The doctor said those two died of fever. That's all I know. The doc's not here to confirm anything. And furthermore, the judge is past sentence. All right, come on, boys. Take him along. Surrounded by armed guards, the Lone Ranger was compelled to walk to the nearby tree that had served on several occasions as the hangman's tree. He tried once more to appeal to the sheriff, but the grim lawman paid no attention. There's your horse. Get aboard. The Lone Ranger saw the way his horse was held by strong ropes and knew that a sudden break for freedom was out of the question. He swung to the saddle, then heard a stir sweep through the assembled witnesses. And then beyond the crowd, he saw a paint horse carrying Tonto coming at full speed. Behind Tonto came the doctor, old Clem, and the judge. There's Dr. Martin. Here's the judge. Hey, judge, doc. The judge, you said... I said release him. Untie his hands at once. I was all kinds of a fool. I should have listened to him. The doctor was trying to save us a lot of worry, but his plan's down near backfired. Hey, what do you mean, Judge? You tell him, Dr. Martin. Peasley and his son died of smallpox. I knew that no one in town had been exposed. I saw no reason to worry you people. I kept Clem out of the house, and Hagatha promised me to stay away from people till the danger of contagion was past. I thought him too died of fever. It never entered my head that Agatha sent them clothes to the Redskins hoping to wipe them out. He said what she did? Yes. I tried to tell her that her husband hadn't caught the disease from the Indians, but she let me think she was no longer mad at them. Mm, but she was. You mean to say Agatha Peasley deliberately tried to wipe out those Indians? Yes. She might have succeeded. This man hadn't acted as he did. Well, what are you waiting for, Sheriff? Let that man go. Cut those ropes. Oh, he cut ropes. Uh, Doctor... Did you get to Mrs. Peasley before she reached Madison City? Yes, I... I saw her horse grazing near an abandoned hunter's cabin just halfway to Madison City. I went in. Agatha was there. That woman should pay for a trick like this. She has paid. She must have been a sick woman when she left home. Perhaps that was why she was so bitter. She died last night. That's too bad. Well, Tonto, we better be moving on. Oh, Sheriff. Yes? Just a little reminder. Your justice is a little too swift. Well, maybe so in this case. I'd uh, temper it in the future. <clears throat> yeah. 
If if you'll stop at my office, you can pick up your gun. No, uh, me got him. Me already stopped there. Thanks, Toto. Hey, see, I'm curious about those silver bullets. Come on, Toto. Come on, Silver. Hey, I asked you a question. I'll tell you about the silver bullets, Sheriff. And about the man who uses them. I'm Silver. you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. 